from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. And you're listening to Live from the Path. We're coming from the Pathway Studios here in Johnston proper. Hello, my name is Mike Boost. Nice to meet you. Oh, yeah. I guess I would, I'd never really do that. Hey, uh, this is... Uh uh, I'm Ben Foost. I'm the uh, the host on the show. Uh, this is Mike Foost, Dan Hudson, and uh, uh, Big Ron is out tonight. Yeah, doing whatever Big you Ron know why does. Why we don't do that? Because no one cares about it. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I don't. You know, maybe somebody yeah. does. I I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Here's think of a soul. Here's what we got going Our on. The, don't care on the show tonight. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think I'd set up some secular versus Solomon. Now this is awkward. I think with only two people in the room, but I think we're going to give it a go. Why would you set yourself up for failure? Here's like what this? we're gonna do. We're gonna do a secular Solomon with, with and that it'll just go fast. Okay. Okay. So secular Solomon is uh, we're testing your understanding of the wisdom of the world. So when we hear a good, so, somebody says something, we're like, boy, that seems like the the word of the Lord. We want to test that and go, is it? Is it really? And so I'll give you a proverb or a bit of wisdom, and you need to tell me, hey, is that from uh, is that from the Holy Scriptures? And so Solomon, or is it a secular bit of wisdom comes outside of the Bible, and then we'll kind of talk about whether it's a good bit of wisdom and uh, you know the country of origin, in case it's nefarious. Oftentimes Russia. Yeah, they've infiltrated our proverbs, and so uh, so we'll do that. We we did have there was a story, an interesting story this week where uh, there's a pastor in Texas who is stepping down. He's not he's not leaving, right, Mike? No. No, he's there. Um, it's just a, a a pull away from preaching for a while, and and the way they phrase it was for amount of time, though, right? Uh, yeah, they didn't say how much time it was going yeah. to be, uh, but they called it for a time of discipline and development. Yeah. So th- this is interesting because, like, we've covered stories like this in the past. We're like, oh man, pastors behaving badly. The, the this really stinks type of stuff. This one's interesting. One because I you know, I'm familiar with this guy. It's Matt Chandler, uh, and I'll be honest, I really like Matt Chandler. I like agree. I, he's always been a solid, solid teacher. Solid yeah. teacher. Good. I mean, he's, we even disagree on some core bits of theology. I still love this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they made some moves like at the Villa Church there a couple, three, four years ago, where they were becoming a fairly giant multi-campus site, and they said, you know, I think the Lord's leading us down to be individual churches and like everything that that you would see someone grasping for power and fame they kind of retreated from uh-huh. and went back down to communities and like uh so anyway yeah in the room i i mean I, overall i have a i still listen to his sermons like nothing changed yeah. for me as of today you know so generally we like this dude and so like he would have been a guy where i just said i just don't think so i don't think anything like that would ever happen to this dude some people can handle bigger organizations like this right. and uh we'll, we'll read a little bit of the article so i like i was um i'll be honest my heart sank a little bit i saw an article and it said like that he's he's stepping away from preaching for some sort of inappropriate relationship and then i read it and i kind of shared it with the fellows and i'm like hey the details are super important here yeah um and so i think we want to look at this like i don't I, we don't need to get caught up in some of the how the church is reacting, maybe just a little, but I think we want to talk about then, like, uh, how do we, what are the boundaries of our relationships with people? Um, what are the risks we run in crossing lines in in a protection of them, of ourselves, and our other relationships? Um, and maybe a quick understanding of, of, of how the Bible looks at leadership 
of God's people, yeah. right? Like what what the the, the standard of of living and of um, taking care of other people that God He puts a little bit higher onus on, and He and you know yeah. you're to know that before you get into that. Yeah, because interestingly, I mean, like his wife and the other person's husband were completely fine, right? That no nobody was mad. Yeah, that's right for a friend. Yes, yeah, but we'll pull that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll talk through that. So, secular Solomon, we'll talk about that. Also, just a quick follow up. Last week, we there was a there was an article from a guy, Eric Lerner, I think was the guy's name, and it was about, hey, do we need to rethink the Big Bang in light of what we're finding from this uh, space telescope? Um, and and we Dan and I were talking because Dan was posting some clips from the show, and it was like. Uh, subsequent to our conversation, a few different articles. There were probably a ton. I only saw a few, and it was like, "Hey, man, this guy's bonkos." Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Big Bang, and we still, you know, it's still tight. And then I saw kind of an article that's about mid ground, and it's like, well, you know, it's evolving as science should. And so I got to thinking back of how we talked about this, and and I think we came to the conclusion that's like, "Hey, man, release the clip." Uh, I, I don't. Um, in case, if, if you go back and listen to last week's show. I, I frankly, um, I, I agree again with our perspective on it. It was, look, we should anything that feels like it's bigger than us, and like, hey, man, if you if you don't look at the universe and go, this is beyond me, this is bigger than me. There's obviously a whole slew of things that we don't understand that we're we're doing our very best to guess and and test theories and think, oh, we think this works out. Um, and and we th- I think the same thing about how we think about the existence of a god. But like, if you don't approach either of those two, those two things with a, a a major amount of humility, um, then there, there's an arrogance to thinking that you've got either one of those figured out. Yeah, considering and, none of us were there. Yeah, you weren't there. <laughs> right. We we learn a new thing every day. We just now got enough technology to get a little bit out to start taking pictures and going. Well, hot dang, I had no idea. Yeah, you know. That. You know how you know you understand something when you can when you can uh, recreate it, right? So so when you say, "Hey, I I know how to make French toast," and when you can go home and like make it and have served somebody, they're like, "Yes, sir, that's definitely French toast." And so like some of some of these things to be weary of is like we understand completely how the universe was made. Well, go ahead and fire one out. Go and make yourself a planet. Let me see what it looks like. Oh, we can't do that. There's not enough blah, blah, blah. We're like, well, what's the blah, blah, blah we're missing? <laughs> right, right. And so, which is like, it, this is not to say, I think the right level of humility goes, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm interested. And that's a that's a cool theory. And it may be right, but I just, I don't have any idea. And uh, we should always hold those things not so tight where it starts to bind the rest of the world. And the yeah. rest of how we – like you don't create a blindness with your arrogance. Just recognize the right place of humility and like creation of the world, how big the world is, how fast it's moving and all these other things. Like I would I, – I trust humility way more than I trust confidence because like this is not an appropriate place to be so certain. Uh, you, you're, you're wrong in some way or another. And right. so anyway, I, I, I just – because I, I say that out loud just so you know. Like we hesitated. I thought like I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to unnecessarily be wrong and like pull the stuff back and cause a rub between – you know, people would go, oh, those guys love Jesus. They're also stupid and scientifically ignorant. But like all we were calling for was a humility, and frankly, yeah. I, I agree with it still. Because whether there's a big bang, bang or not, it doesn't shake my faith 
faith yeah. one way or another. I'm, 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 my faith in God is secure either way. Yeah, agreed. And he I can do what he wants. That's right. And I think yeah. the the there's nothing about. In case you're someone who goes, you know, well, then doesn't that fly in the face of the scripture? From my perspective, it does not. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Um, the, the the Bible is not. It's purporting to tell a specific story in a specific way. It doesn't claim to be either a newspaper or a science textbook, and so you got to let it live and breathe a little bit. It's not to say that I, that there aren't very simple ways of which God could have gone about something, but like nothing that I've heard coming out of science over the last X number of centuries causes me to go, well, shoot, we got to throw the whole whole thing out. Because yeah. here's the reality: is that like based upon the biblical evidence of the existence of Jesus, life, you know, life, death, crucifixion, and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, and people's reaction to those events, to their own peril, see the case for Christ. Um, plus, like just the, 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 the types of things that we're still seeing today. We're talking about changes in people's lives. We're talking about, yeah, miracle stuff, um, that kind of thing going on, just the faithfulness of God in my life and people around me. And frankly, that those stories extend all over the world. There's no boundary to this. You can find this. There's a guy, Craig Keener, who wrote a really cool book. And he this is a dude who's like, like was skeptical on how do we think about miracles today? And the dude just got, I mean, example after example, after example, um, just documenting this stuff. And so here's the thing. If all that matches up with what scripture tells me is true and I'm seeing it in my life, then I have no reason not to believe the foundation of those things is also true. I just am open into what way it was true. And frankly, that was something that even the religious folks of Jesus's day missed Jesus because they had a specific way of which they thought something would be true. Jesus comes along, does the things that he does, and, and he and he pays off on all these promises that God made over the last, you know, 2000 years before that, but they missed it because they were all, they had too narrow of a view on how God would do things. And so, like, I, I just don't want to be that arrogant. I don't want to be in a place where I go, well, God has to do this thing in this way, and that's the only way I'll take it, when, like, there's clear evidence that people missed the the king who came to rescue them uh, because they to boxed themselves too far in in some sort of human worldview, you know? Okay. Uh, all right, so let's do, let's do that. Uh, let's check this uh, Matt Chandler article. So I'll read this a little. Uh, they had to pick, doggone it, Credit. this is the, the article from Christianity Today, and they got, they got this picture of him doing like a, like a oh my type yeah. of I mean <laughs> we're not a scandal rag, all right? Can't we can pull ourselves together. I um mean, Christianity today is sometimes a scandal rag. Yeah, that's true. The village church pastor Matt Chandler announced on Sunday that he had an inappropriate online online relationship with a woman and is taking an indefinite leave of absence from preaching and teaching. So first thing I thought of was, ah crap. He's like sending pictures of his you know, lower meridian or something like, <laughs> and I thought, doggone it anyway. You know, I'd pay probably $3 not to know the inner workings of Ben's mind <laughs> starting 15 seconds ago. <laughs> that isn't what you thought? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, hot dang. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm in a whole different <laughs> direction too. I, okay. I, I thought it was like, hey, let's meet for dinner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Either way. This Dan, is... Dan Whitmore, uh, 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Yeah, right. Meet me at the soda jerk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, groovy. And then it says, the relationship was not sexual or romantic. And so I kind of stop there and I go, okay, I mean, what is he trying to do? Get discounts on soda? In, like for the church? <laughs> Once you know, again. Rectory? And now it's up to like six bucks I'd pay not to hear such ridiculous thoughts. <laughs> well, pictures of the elbow. Um, <laughs> It, said, it looks like a butt. 
Anybody used to do that? Put, put your elbow together and take a picture of the crease that looks like a butt. Guess what this is? Crap! Now I'm gonna get taken away from the pester. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to my wife. I'll, I'll do it later. Um, uh, I had McCrease out at the studio. Um, that's going on a shirt. Gross. Okay. Okay, but it says the relationship was not sexual or romantic, Chandler told his church, but the elders believe the frequent and familiar direct messages exchanged over Instagram were unguarded and unwise and revealed something unhealthy in me. Chandler said he agreed with their assessment and was grateful for the spiritual oversight. He says, we cannot be a church where anyone is above the scriptures and above the high heavenly call into Christ Jesus. Chandler said, the word of God holds me to a certain standard, and I fell short. Mm. So... Now here's here's what's super interesting to me because like well hold on let me get let me get into a little bit more of the detail here um, for Chandler the red flag came several months ago when a woman approached him in the foyer or the foyer of the village church with concerns about how he was communicating with a friend of hers he told the congregation he didn't think he'd done anything wrong and the DMing was not a secret his wife knew the woman's husband knew and yet the woman who approached Chandler did not think the online exchanges were appropriate. Chandler, who has been critical of social media's impact on pastors, has 134,000 followers. Nobody cares. According to Chandler, he found the confrontation disorienting and immediately informed another senior pastor and an elder at the church. They reviewed the direct messages and decided they were concerning. The church said in an online statement that it also hired a law firm to review Chandler's use of social media, including direct messages, as well as his phone, text, and emails. The firm, which has not been named, concluded that Chandler violated the church's social media use policy. He said it was that our conversations were unguarded and unwise, and because I don't ever want there to be any secrets between us, the concerns were really about frequency and familiarity. We believe in brother-sister relationships here, and yet there was a frequency that moved past that, and there was a familiarity that played itself out in coarse and foolish joking. It's unbefitting to someone in my position. So, I don't the reactions to this for me. Um, were I? I'll be honest. A part of me thought, I, 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 are they overreacting? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's okay to have friends. It is. It is. And so, I. But there was also part of me that, like, just think of how many people have just taken a whiz on God's good name, with pastors believing they can do whatever they want, act hypocritically, um, act foolishly. Outside of what God is called, called, like not only called His people to, but the higher calling of those who even like represent that they are leading God's people. And I thought, what kind of awesome dude and like has some sort of conversation where someone accuses him of something, and he literally had no idea or concern that this was bad, and yet immediately goes to another guy's guy and goes, "We should check this out in case I'm wrong." Uh huh. I mean that that I can see that 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 that's like okay maybe there's a blind spot that's awesome you know maybe yeah yeah it's different than than the way that like the church has been known to react to right internal problems every other sin yeah, wagon is like up, going about this you are hiding yeah. it manipulating people yeah. pressuring people like I'm yeah. the pastor like shut up with that stuff and this dude goes I don't even I, like how many times I don't know Dan maybe this happened to you I like people who are like hey I think you're doing something wrong or I'm concerned about behavior and I think about it I'm like ah. yeah we call that Tuesday yeah, right I, I mean <laughs> right <laughs> someone's got some sort of critique actually I think I I, I, I taught a um, I taught here um, at, at Pathway once and um, I was talking about I used the word cramp 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone was real piped up about it, like long email about it. And like it was in the context of um, I was talking about how unimportant we just put put a building together. And I was talking about how unimportant all of that is relative to don't get comfortable in here. Like uh-huh. and I am like, you know, I like doing this and I like we bought all this crap at an auction. And I'm like pulling around. I thought nothing of it. Just right. not a thing. And this and these and this this lady was just real fired up about it. And I thought like I asked, I asked around, like, did I overstep? And we're like, I don't, probably not. I don't. She's probably just overreacting. But so, like, but but again, reaction one, dude doesn't go, ah, it's a nothing burger. It's just another complainer. He finds yeah. someone who who holds him accountable and goes, check it out. And they agree, and they don't just agree to like be his friend and go, ah, man, don't worry about it. You know, appreciate you trying to do the integrity thing here. But he's like, no, yeah, we'll look into it. And then like full fledged looks into it, and then comes back and goes, you know what? You might have crossed a little bit of a line, right? And this is, but a law a law firm confirmed that. Yeah, it was a little too many, too often. I bet what you the know, law firm you know but, this person too because well. they didn't give out a ton of detail, and and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I think it was because they didn't want to expose the person that, that on the other side that, of it. That, yeah, that yeah brought, and that be completely objective. These these are lawyers. You know. Yeah, right. And so they hired it, and all the, I, I bet the law firm's job was to say, "What is your stated social media apology for or, or policy for elders?" Mm-hmm. Did this conversation cross it? And that's what they were confirming or yep. denying. Yeah. And so, like, uh, yeah. So, so broad strokes, one, like, when we're talking about uh, leaders in God's church, uh, of, of God's people, like pastors and elders, and, and, and Ben's been talking about this a little bit, this a little bit um, last couple of weeks, but, like, um, eldership is not a job. It's just what you are. Mm-hmm. Right, like, and so like this is the when they say the Bible will talk about what a qualification for an elder is, and it's like you know a husband of one wife, and you know he supports his family, and like he leads people in Christ, he lives honestly, and and you know just that's a broad summarization. But like either way, like you're held to a higher standard. Like God's gonna, God says, look, if you feel like you are going to take a leadership role in shepherding my flock, you know, just know that I'm holding you accountable for what you tell them. The example that you set for them and how you live your own life as an example for other people to look at. I'm going to hold you to that, right? And so this is this is what's coming up here is what they're talking about is is you know there's there's a little bit when they say look there was it wasn't romantic or intimate and we're like whoo okay it's not a sex scandal like that's solid we <laughs> dodged one but like he's like the relationship between me and another woman there were there were messages that were very frequent and very familiar. And this is where this is where like some of our, our church tradition stuff I think is going to come in, right? Because like even guys like Mike Pence took a lot of crap in the in the media for like saying, "Look, I don't have um, meals with just me and another woman." Yeah, and um, th- this is kind of along those lines, right? Like where the, the the rest of the world goes, "Hey, it's really not a problem if you have coarse joking," and we'll say coarse is probably like. I, they don't. They don't tell you what the messages are, but like biblically, we look at course as maybe slightly inappropriate, you know, yeah. or jokes or like yeah. whatever. So, like overall, um, we would say a course course joking between a man and a woman is not really a problem. The world would go would say that, and like like the the more traditional sense would go. Look, uh, you're just you're crossing into areas of which are they're kind of meant for your for your spouse, right? Anything of like a, a sexual nature or you know even even half joking about it, and eh, that all kind of belongs to your spouse, and maybe it's best to be left there. Right. It just introduces concepts and things that put put images in your mind, put thoughts in your mind in in in, in the in the surroundings of uh, people who are not your spouse, and uh, and so that like it just it's just something you protect. Yeah. And so 
Um, right, 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 right. And so, and so, so the, as a higher standard, the question is: Is it like you know, are you are you acting a good example to people, um, or are you acting outside of those bounds? And so, you know, I, I guess I guess as you as you roll it up and think about it, you know, is it is it appropriate to hold a guy like this to a really high standard? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's right. And like, uh, but he, he, here's I, I do wonder that that they have they taken this step even just even if it's a I don't know how temporary it is right but as a demonstration of this is what it looks like for a guy to go I asked to be held accountable I'm willing to follow through with this I'm willing because like he didn't just open up his direct messages he's like check my text check my email yeah yeah I'm not hiding anything here because because it is so important that God's people God's leaders specifically but like God's people act with integrity because we so stink at it so I, I just I don't so we we talk often about building fences around. Yep. There's a principle God yep. says don't have an adultery, right? Or don't mm-hmm. look lustfully at a woman. Or, you know, yep. that, that's that's the principle right there. We don't want him to have an affair. Yep. Uh, so they built this fence and fence and fences fences upon fences around that. To, like if you can't cross this fence, then then you're not going to commit adultery. Yeah. So they right. have so many fences built. Like the guy the guy it, it stepped down because. He did something that wasn't inappropriate, but could be if you let it go. Yes. I yes. mean, it's not... Uh, I kind of agree uh, I, I mean, with Dan. I, yeah. I, I, We're human beings. We get to have relationships. I mean, he they're basically saying don't have any friends that are women. Don't communicate other than strictly business. You yeah. know, did you get the letterhead? Yeah, down? and yes. that's... Here's the thing is, like, I've always struggled with that a little bit because, like, it's like saying that I can only love... Like in a Christian way, I can only love half the population. Yeah. Everybody else comes up and says, hey, you know, like like if a, a, a woman were, let's say, my age and no connection to me at all, and says, like, can you please tell me about about Jesus? And I go, you're gonna have to talk to my wife, and then turn and run away. <laughs> yeah. See, I was gonna say, like, I'm already awkward around women because I want to make sure I already have my boundaries. Like, right, I'm right. just not gonna do anything. Yeah. And and to think, well, I can't even send a, a haha. This is funny, you know, because you're a human being, and and we, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, actually, and I respect it, but at the same time, I don't agree with it. And I think sometimes <laughs> we over. This is so hard because it's going a different direction than I thought it was going to go. But like sometimes we overload our young men with this same principle to the point where like they can't. They can't talk to anybody. Yeah, can't well. look them in the eye. Can't have a conversation. Yeah, like they're just yep. freaked out. They're like, I don't want to accidentally do whatever, <laughs> you know. And you're yeah. like, holy cow! Like, can we? The, the, the whole goal, right? The whole goal of what God is, I think, trying to refine out of men is like the culture looks like like teaches men to look at 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 women as a, as a sexual object, right? I want to be able to look at a woman as not that. That's what how I, I want to look at my wife that way. I want to look at every other woman as a as a reflection of God and something that I have ease and ease easy love for, right? Uh-huh. Like easy conversation and easy whatever for, and and like their physical attractiveness is not the first thing that overcomes me. That is what I think God yes. is trying to refine in dudes. Not like don't look at them, don't talk That's to right. them, blah, blah blah. You know what I'm saying? It <laughs> it sexualizes a woman. It treats her as an object when. You, your own your primary description of her is as a risk. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I mean, the, the Apostle Paul spoke with Lydia down by the river and then baptized her. Yeah, like, right. What was he doing? You know, right, right. That, that dude needs to step down. It's like, 
No, he right. was telling her about Jesus. When he gives the letter to Romans to Phoebe to go take there and read to yeah. them, like they, ha- I'm sure they discussed. I'll bet you. <laughs> she goes, you, 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 here's, how, here's how you handle questions, Phoebe. Now, so and so, like on the other side of that, do we feel like um, there is, it's it's a good idea to put protections in? Of course I do. Yeah, yeah, Of yeah. course I think that, right? And like I think that uh, especially when it surrounds um, like lead pastors. The, the example I thought of is like, uh, you know Obama's a smoker, right? And so like, is it okay if Obama smokes cigarettes? Yeah, I don't care. Whatever, if he wants to be a smoker, right? Now, when he becomes president, and we teach our kids, like in our social studies classes, to revere our president as our commander, is it different now that he smokes? We feel that way. Yeah. Like, we were like, I, you know, can you not do that, like, in front of cameras or whatever? Like, at least hide it, because we don't want our kids thinking that we respect you so much, and now it's okay. We don't want right. them smoking in emulation of you, Right. That's kind of, if I were going to take a, a non-Christian perspective, like, that's kind of how we feel about the pastorate, right? That's kind of how mm-hmm. we look at, at, at Matt, where he's like, is this really that big of a deal? No, but it would... But the th- <laughs> That's an extreme step, though. I, it, I, I kind of feel that it is. Yeah. I, I'm really, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I feel good about their reaction to it. I think they're uh-huh. falling on a sword, is what I feel like. Yeah. I think they're trying to do... Like, make an example out of this what happens when this stuff comes up, although it probably isn't that big of a deal. I mean, I want to know, like, uh, the last time he went to a, a, a mall, shopping mall, like 14 years ago, whenever malls were cool, and, and he walked by the, uh, what's, what's the, the the store with the naked women on it? The, the Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret. I wouldn't did, know. Did he look twice? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never heard of such I don't thing. go to places like did that. Did he look twice because he needs to resign? I mean. That's right. I, you know, even if they're like, what was that? Like, whoa, that is what I thought it was. Oh, I'm going to the candy store. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I actually, I think maybe, and this is, maybe this is inappropriate because it feels like uh, I'm too far separated from this. But like, I would have liked to see the whole process go exactly how it went. And then he not stepped down. <laughs> yeah. Just say, hey, th- this was too close. Yeah. I recognize. And, and we, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're pu- yeah. We put a guard in. That's what these are for. Nothing happened that shouldn't have happened. But like. I want you to know we went through the process so that you can trust that, like, we are holding ourselves to a higher standard. And we excommunicated her from the church. That's right. Wait, no. <laughs> right? no. Yeah. Right, she's got to feel awkward in this whole well, thing, too. And, they, and like, that's the thing is they said that, like, she, uh, she, can, she uh, you know, agreed to be part of the investigation. She was open about it. They said, like, we're not naming her out of because she's asked to be private. But if she decides she wants to come out and talk about it, she gets to completely do that. We haven't made her sign, like, a yeah. non-disclosure or anything. Like, the, the ball is completely in her court. And, and, and I, I think the way they're handling it is, is admirable. Actually, yeah, but I feel like it. The outcome is just not. The outcome seems more for show, and I'm. I, I know, ah, yeah, and that's not. And I don't so believe them to be the that opposite. way. That's correct. Uh, of the pastor who's out there taking and picking up girls at the bar, taking them to the hotel, exactly. At their little conference they're holding, you know. But we don't want to be that. Which you know sometimes so swing the other way. Like sometimes you know you got to get you got your kids and a group of friends, and like you make an example out of your kid that's a little bit harsher, yeah, yeah. because you're tired of all the of all the kids acting foolishly, and so like they, they yeah. get a sense of. I mean, that's not that's not right. I've right. done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's not um, – it, it probably – it succumbs to a – as opposed to treating it maybe as evenly as they should have. I, I, I agree with Mike. There's a bit of a posturing in there. And even if it's, hey, we would default to caution, which I understand, but like when it when it comes down to it, we should still deal with things as it lies and, and not posture for anything. If yeah. the right line is – 
Maybe he even says it out loud and said it's just a caution. It's just and and brings it to their attention because it 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 provides confidence in people that like everything that we preach about. I'm not a hypocrite about. People can come to me. There is a process for people to look at it. My I, my life is an open book because I'm taking responsibility to help lead this church. Like. I would have still done everything up until the point of coming to the decision that says you should not preach or teach for a while. And now, whatever they didn't say the contents of the thing. Maybe, That's true. I the thing yeah. could come out like they're uh, like maybe they're covering up the big seedy details yeah. and whatever. And we've been fooled. But like, uh, it's not the vibe that I generally get out of that camp. And so like, um, it, it's just uh, yeah. maybe we're, what's what's our caution here? Our caution is to one like, um, is just to just be careful that we're not becoming pharisaical about our own stuff here right like we like we i have fences in my own life where i'm like i set up a fence here and a fence here and i got two layers of fences because i'm weak enough to to stumble into trouble and so i set up a fence so i bought i bop into the fence you know and so like but like i don't get i don't get rebuked because i bopped the fence the fence did its job Right, and I'm thankful and grateful for the fence, and then I head back into the direction I actually want to be. And so, like, this feels like to me that like you ran into a fence, and instead of going good, the fence did its job. Yeah, thank you for for the reminder. I'm going back to green pastures where I belong, you know. And now we're mad because you bump into a fence, and like we we as humans can't we can't pull that off, right? Like, if you're going to get in trouble for even hitting your own safeguards, that's tough, you know. I mean, so what's he going to do when, when the uh, homeschool mother shows up and says, I'm really offended you don't make your own clothing, and you're not wearing denim? <laughs> yes, I love denim. It's the Lord's fabric. <laughs> I mean, does that mean he should step down? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I struggle. At the same time, I believe in complete integrity. Uh, uh, correct. You know, and, and <laughs> so, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about, um, and, and like it did hit close to home. Like we are so used to talking about um, pastors who were caught dead guilty, and and really what had happened is they had covered it up for twenty years. Yeah, and this has gone the exact opposite way, and 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 like it feels like their reactions all seem to be uh, what they we call for biblically, right? Like, yeah, own up to the truth, live with some integrity, and apologize, and whatever. We I, I feel like the reaction's a little harsh, um, but then again, you know, I guess we didn't read the messages. So, yeah, like, yeah, overall, yeah. we're not trying to get into the church's business. Oh, no, no. God's handling that situation. They're praying through it as a community. I'm sure it's all fine. It's not a judgment on them or, or the no, pastor no. or the woman that reported it. All that is fine. Um, it's more just us trying to think out loud, right, just to make sure that we're not— what, This is an odd story of a pastor, right? It's just an odd story because it feels like they're reacting to it appropriately. We just want to make sure that we're not creating swords to fall on just to appease the masses. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, well, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you got a reaction to that story one way or the other. Um, you can give us a call or a text on the Live from the Path complaint line. That's 515-517-0085. That's the Bob Eisenlauer uh, Live from the Path complaint line, 515-517-0085. And I, I regret to inform you that not one person texted the word, sent a text to the word mullet to that complaint line, Dang. which means I did not have to produce a picture of last week's guest, Todd Gordon, in said haircut and distribute out to the masses. That would have been gold. I was disappointed. Yeah. Oh. I feel, I was going to ask for it anyway, but I feel like I didn't have any justification for it since no one sent a text. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, I, I'm going to I'm gonna extend that for just one more week. One more week, the word mullet, then I'll know that you want a picture of Todd Gordon from last week with, uh, uh, what, what, what would that have been? Was it, like, was it 80s? Late, early 80s? Uh, yeah. 
70s, late, early 80s. Late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's when, uh, I mean, Todd's a good looking fella. Uh, but if you want to know what he looked like, uh, I'm not sure if I'd call it his prime. But uh, he, nope. he, he had long flowing locks. So anyway, you want it, you text mullet to uh, 515-517-0085. And uh, you, you text mullet twice in the same text. I may even uh, include a picture of, of Dan with some real shorty basketball shorts that I've seen going around. Yikes. Ooh, it's, on the, it's on the net. You can search for it yourself. But Dan's shorty basketball shorts may not get what you're Here's after. Here's the thing. is That might be too coarse for the public, Ben. I, I'm saying exactly <laughs> I don't know that. if you want to do okay. that. If you're a woman, just that say it ahead of time. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna do. We were gonna do secular Solomon. I, are you gonna rebut that uh, telescope article, or is it not worth going through? No. Yeah, it's not worth going through. Okay. Uh, I, I think uh, I just would, would reassert that uh, let's walk in humility on this thing. On all on all these things, just know where your limits are as a human. I gotta move if we're doing Solomon, so I don't see the answers. Okay. Yeah. 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 You better get over there. Okay. I don't want you cheating. And I would too. I like integrity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a fence there. Ah, talk to me. Okay. Hey man, this this chair's comfortable. Can you okay, Mike? Can you can hear everything? What do I mean? Can I hear everything? I'm yeah. in the same room as you. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm the only guy in headphones. I forget that. <laughs> Sorry. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to behave in front of people. People people make me nervous. Okay. All right. Here we go. We're gonna make this thing happen. And now for America's fastest growing game show: Secular or Solomon? Hey, you have stumbled onto America's fastest-growing internet game show, com- Asterix Completely Unproven. This is Secular versus Solomon. Yeah. You know, I'm the I'm the full-time winner of this game. What do you mean? The, f- the full-time winner of this game? Yeah. No one's ever claimed that before. I figured it's, it's irrefutable. Okay. Okay, got it. Here's, here's the crux of the game. So I'm going to give you a bit of wisdom. And the goal, like I said, is to sort out what is biblical wisdom and what is coming from other parts potentially nefarious. Folks. Uh, I usually use the example of Ben Franklin. Just because Ben Franklin says it uh, doesn't mean that the Lord agreed. Like, God helps those who help themselves. That's not a biblical reference. That's a Ben Franklin. And so, uh, you know, can we see where these types of things are coming up? And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe just make sure they actually align with what uh, the good and perfect thing that the Lord has created. Okay. Are you guys ready? We're going to start with Dan. All right. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Uh, secular versus Solomon. A drowning man is not troubled by rain. A drowning man is not troubled by rain, secular or Solomon. Dan Hudson. I'm going to call that a secular bit of wisdom. And I need a country, don't I? Oh, boy. Rain. A trouble. Uh, rain and donkeys. <laughs> um, uh, uh, okay. I'm going, to, I'm going to go with Kenya. They have a rainy season there. Um, and that can cause trouble. So I'm going to go Kenya. Okay, could be the Kenyans. Mike, a drowning man is not troubled by rain. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely secular. And I would say, what would you go with then, Kenya? Kenya. Yeah, I mean, they're not. Yeah. London. England. Give me England for, <laughs> for a country. They get the rains. Okay, all right. Uh, we've got an option of uh, two seculars and Kenya and England. A drowning man is not troubled by rain. It is indeed secular Iran. Funny. Iran. It's an Iranian proverb. I don't think of a lot of rain yeah. or drowning in yeah. Iran. Yep, yep. Maybe that's something they uh, something they dream about. Mm-hmm. And they came up with and they said, look, if I if I were a man drowning, I would not bother with the with the rain. I suppose so. You make things up if you've not seen it. Yeah. Is this a true proverb? A drowning man is not troubled by rain? No, 
Not, well, I don't know. The drowning part, may, I suppose, makes a difference. I think he's preoccupied with, you know, death. Yeah. Yeah. Except for it's rainy or sunny what, what or would be, drowning. What would be a more tangible comparison? Like, like how might you apply this in your own in, in your own existence? Like, uh, maybe this isn't the great, this is the first thing that popped into my mind, but let's say your wife yells at you all the time. Okay, got it. <laughs> Hates your guts. Says all kinds of mean things to you. Uh, if she then says one more mean thing, you're like, meh. Yeah, because the, the thing that is continuing to come out to you is already causing your destruction. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, I don't care. What, what? We'll just take on another one. Doesn't or, matter. Yeah. Filing for bankruptcy and you get another bill in the mail, you're like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's I, a good example. I already owe $40,000. What's this? Yeah. Actually, I feel that way about any any dollar amount over 200 bucks. It's all funny money to me after that. <laughs> this is 200 even... bucks hits my wallet hard. I'm like, oh, man, that's a killer. Someone's like, you owe me 8000 I'm like, uh. <laughs> Eight thousand. Okay. <laughs> Somebody gives you ten grand for your college loan. You're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. yeah this ought to tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a uh, minus ten from eighty thousand. I wasn't going to pay to begin with. <laughs> whatever. Fantastic. Don't worry. Don't worry. The government will cover it. We're good. <laughs> can, can I uh, still defer the other seventy like I have been? Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Roll up the interest, boys. All right. Secular or Solomon? A monkey never thinks her baby's ugly. This is definitely not Solomon. A monkey, this could be biblical wisdom. A monkey never thinks her baby's ugly, secular or Solomon. Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with secular and Belize, a Belizean proverb. Okay, yeah. There's a bunch of adoring baby mama monkeys Yeah. in Belize. Dan? Baby mama. Uh, I'm going to go secular, and I'm going to say the San Diego Zoo, but I don't think I can do that. That's it's not, not a country, country, Dan. It's big. It's big, it's though. Not, it's not a country. Uh, I know so, it's very large. Uh, so I'll go India. Okay, India. Okay, went with the giant Dang. country anyway. That was a good one. <laughs> I just wish I had said India. Belize okay. is not popular. Okay, for a, for a penalty of, of uh, five points, you can change to a different country, Mike. No, I won't take that. Okay, you stay. Okay, it's not uh, worth it. A monkey never thinks her baby's ugly. It is secular Haiti. Dang. Secular Haiti. I was in the right part of the world. You think that's really true? Yeah. D- did we talk about that story about that monkey that grabbed somebody's baby and threw it out the window? No. Did we? No. T- there was that was a legit story. I saw it in the news. I thought it was a joke article, but like monkeys were overtaking somewhere in the world. I don't. I don't. It seems India was was right, but somewhere in the world, this place, New York. I've seen the movie. Okay. <laughs> He's just overrun by monkeys, not apes. Oh. If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. <laughs> okay. Even if it has a monkey kind of shape. Right. If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. If it doesn't have a tail, it's not a monkey. It's an ape. Anyway, there's, <laughs> the place is overrun by monkeys. And they go into this dude. Uh, and the dude, like the baby's in the crib or whatever. Dude goes to grab the baby. Somehow, like, drops the baby. Monkey picks it up and immediately chucks it out a two-story window. What? And the and the baby dies. Oh, what? Yeah. What was a monkey doing in there anyway? Uh, they're just they tear they're terrorizing the town. Wow. Freaking monkeys overrunning the place. That's awful. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? I I don't know how you hear that guy. I mean. It feels way out of your control, but also way within your control. My suspicious mind says, how do we know the dad didn't throw the baby out? Because it was and, crying. And he just said, I was overrun by monkeys. I, I suppose, I suppose, because monkeys are tricky. You could get away with all kinds of stuff in a country that's overrun by monkeys. Yeah, monkey did it. Yeah. 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 Did you run your car into the tree like a drunken fool? No. Where'd you get them jewels? A monkey dropped it Monkey off. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd you get that ATM cash? Yeah, monkey. Yeah, talk to a boo. <laughs> um, okay, secular or Solomon? Hey, why are you wearing that big yellow hat? <laughs> <laughs> monkey. Just curious. <laughs> uh, 
Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Yeah. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Secular Solomon, Dan. Uh, that is Solomon, Proverbs 12.7. Ooh, Dan says Proverbs 12.7. He's gone in. He's gone all in, Mike, to give a chapter and verse. No. You, Secular Solomon. No, that's the way. That's how you walk in the proud and arrogant, Dan. The humble man claims to not know the verse and chapter <laughs> and just goes, that is from uh, definitely Solomon. Okay, Solomon. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. That is indeed Solomon, Proverbs uh, 10.9. Oh, so close. Proverbs ten nine. Yeah, here's the thing: is like that is uh, one of the glorious byproducts of trusting Jesus with your life. Is you are not afraid that you are going to be found out of doing just about anything. That's true. True. And it is like look, people talk about like we always say there's freedom in Christ. That is a major portion of that. Is the freedom is is like you don't have to be aware of a story you've told or a lie that you're trying to think or a thing that you're hiding. Because you're not doing any of that, <laughs> right? Right. You're right. living in integrity, and you're like, like your yes is yes, your no is no. You you can be trusted with your word. If you tell your wife you're going to the store, you went to the store. You don't claim to work late when you're not, so you can go drink some beer with your buddies. If you're going to go drink beer with your buddies, you call your wife and say, "I'm going to go drink beer with my buddies." Right? Like you just you don't have to do any of that. Right. Yep. yep. That's right. That's right. And like that's uh earlier in this week, like I think we've given the example before as as um you think about some people react to things that the God would say, like the Bible would say, God would tell you, Hey man, don't do these types of things and we're like, God is handcuffing me. But like you would never walk out on that glass bridge at the Grand Canyon and curse the railing. You would buy like, look, look at how I get to walk out and enjoy this thing that otherwise I would never be able to do, but I I get to explore it safely within the bounds of not destroying myself in the process. Mm-hmm. You don't curse the railing. And like God's God's we you call them laws, but like God's description of what he created good to look like are the are the handrails. Okay? They're the things that allow you to live freely to explore without destroying yourself. And anytime you reject those and go, yeah, but I think I want to do this, it's like you taking like a little bit of a screwdriver to one of the screws in the handrail and go, well, I hope this isn't the one that destroys me, but I'm going to give a shot. Yeah, <laughs> right. People are like, I deserve to live more free. These handrails are holding me back. Right. From from falling to your doom. Right. You know, they're like, yeah, that's what I deserve. Like, well, deserves a weird word, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. You may, and, and, and whatever, God will let you take the rails off if you want to. You don't have to follow them. But, like, if, if there is a God and what he's created is good and he can be trusted to say what is good, then, I mean, bless the handrails that showed up that kept you yeah. from destroying yourself. Hence I, I the visited, proverb, don't go off the rails. Exactly, right. I visited a, a uh, crisis pregnancy place this past week, and they were talking about they do all these tests for STDs. And he's like, do you know what an STD is? Well, well I, yeah, I'm not, like, completely ignorant. <laughs> hey, Nerdenheimer. <laughs> So he named off all the you know different uh, sexually transmitted. Have you heard of this? Trans- yeah. <laughs> well, you, you don't just say. In case you don't know. I, I thought that was a side dish in an Italian restaurant. <laughs> but but you know it, it, it was kind of comforting to think I've never in my life had to worry about that. Right. I mean I've never like I have ne- well, never thought I better get tested because I've never been with anyone else. Right. I mean, I, like it's, that's that handrail. You know right. like it, it, it's. That is the thing is like people look at it as like some kind of gloating. You know, but I'm yeah, like, no. you know, I'm I'm not afraid at all, uh, at all, of a woman calling me up and going. By the way, 
I had your son 13 years ago. Right. It's never going to happen to me. Yeah. Exactly. Ever. Right. And I don't like, know how you did that. But, people uh, <laughs> are like worried about this. Like, like it turns out this and this happened or my pass is going to catch up with me. And like, right. I mean, here's the thing is like some people have legit pass and like, I, you know, it happens, you know, and right, God right. redeems and it's all good. But like since that time that Christ got a hold of you, you walked in freedom and yep. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No one's ever going to call and go, uh, hey, Ben, I just want to let you know. Uh, I have gonorrhea, and you should get tested. And I go, does it come from chocolate milk? Because I just don't see a path here. <laughs> if you can get it from that, then I probably have it. <laughs> I could be in trouble. <laughs> All right, secular versus uh, secular or Solomon. Uh, with his mouth, the godless man would destroy his neighbor, but by knowledge, the righteous are delivered. With his mouth, the mouth, the godless man will dis- would destroy his neighbor, but by knowledge, the righteous are delivered. Secular or Solomon, Mike. That's definitely Solomon, but it's it's the parts of Solomon that I don't understand. Oh, we don't follow it. Yeah. Okay. Well, not. I mean, I'm not against it, but I just read it and go, this must apply to smarter people. Because I ain't taking it in. <laughs> it's not hitting me. It's not hitting me right. Dan, <laughs> these people that need the wisdom. Uh, it, yeah, it is uh, Solomon. Okay. He says, with his mouth, the godless man would destroy his neighbor, but by knowledge, the righteous are delivered. That is indeed Solomon, Proverbs 11.9. You weren't going to take a guess on that one? I was going to say 11-9. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, There we go. (laughs) That would have impressed you. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Secular or Solomon. This one's for Dan. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Secular or Solomon. Dan. That sounds a little Solomon to me. I could see. I'm going to say say Solomon. Okay. Okay. Dan says sniffs enough like. Nine, nine, twelve. Okay, probably. <laughs> he treads in the water. He's got his paper trunks on. He says, "I'm gonna give it a go." Mike, I'd say that's ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical Solomon. I don't think you're allowed to say ecclesiasticals on the uh, on the internet. Ecclesiastes. It's an ecclesiastic. <laughs> you, may, you may need to. Step Doggone away. if both of those tenses match up with testicles. <laughs> you need you may need to step away from the show for a while. Anxiety. That's a coarse joke. Doggone it anyway. Nope. <laughs> Is there a different standard for internet radio hosts? I'll be here alone next week. <laughs> it's like, and welcome to the show. I'm the only man who didn't say testicles. Ah, no, go! <laughs> and then it switches over to that multicolored screen. <laughs> it's just the doofuses then. <laughs> uh, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. It is Solomon, Proverbs 12, 25. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him, but a good word makes him glad. I mean, I suppose, I suppose it's talking. This is where, like, it, there could be 50, 50 ways of taking this in. I think, but I, I think the connection, if you say the anxiousness feels internal and weighs him down, um, there's the external expressions, good word, like maybe can shake him out of it. Where you're not so, it's not internally focused and in weight, but like someone coming on with a bit of encouragement um, can turn things around. Yeah, I think, I think that's the intent of it. Which is, you know, I saw this clip on the internet this week. And it was about a guy who who worked at two hotels. Uh, one, one was I, I don't. It was like a, a famous hotel. I don't remember which one it was. And then he worked at a second one. And he said um, that uh, he was this coffee dude at one of the hotels. And the guy was asking him, "Hey, you know what? Do you, do you like your job?" And the guy's like, "I love it. I just love my job." And like that takes you aback. A guy slinging coffee at a hotel. You're like, really? <laughs> Tell me more about it. And he said he loved his job because. He said, um, 
the managers and like not even just his own direct manager, but like any manager in the place, like often multiple times a day would come come by and just go, hey, man, just want to check in. How's it going? Is there anything I can do to help you with what you're working on? You know, any anything that I can get for you, anything I can make what you're doing, like help you achieve the stuff that you're trying to get done today or something like that. And he goes again, like it's not just my boss. It could be anybody around there. He goes, I also work at this other hotel. And like that one, I just put my head down and try to get through the day because like those guys are just constantly pushing, pushing numbers, pushing time, trying to force get as much kind of value and service out of you. And like if just listen to this guy talk about it, it's it's just like I I know. Is it justified in hotel number two for a guy who managed you to try to make sure that the company's getting as much value out of the time you're in there? Okay, yeah, sure. But like the question is, is do you get as much value out of a guy who's just put his head down and just kind of kind of crank away at stuff so he can get out of there with the paycheck you promised him or a dude that loves what he does, who's generally excited to be there? And like it, it just reminded me that um, th- I think there's always a fear that when you switch to trying to when you switch to, to your focus on building people up and calling them up to to right behavior and good standards and good and and like good measures as opposed to constantly reminding them and calling them down about how much they stink for not meeting those things like I know I said this last week about husbands and wives but I it just it made me think that I think this is even more universally true that people tend to live down to your how you treat them and so i think your kids will live up if you if you convince them if you treat them like they are people who can change the world and people who are capable of doing good and righteous things they will live up to that it may take a while but like but that but doing that also means that like some of the times when you want to go i cannot believe you did just such a crappy job in here again instead of saying that you get to say something different. You go and and you get to offer to help them, to help them do it. Because obviously, if they're not doing it right, you can either chastise them into doing it better, or you can say, "Look, let me help you. Uh, let's get this thing tucked up, looking great." And then they get to see what you did, and then they then they got to and they got the sense that someone wasn't just hosed off and disappointed in them. It's someone who came along and said, instead of chastising them. Pointed them to what it look good looks like, and you're gonna do that over and over and over again. But like, it will rub off, and like, I just I think there's an underlying worry in some people that like this it won't work. Sometimes you like you just gotta lay the hammer down, and like I'm not a super softy. I just think that people you get more out of folks. People will live up and stay up at those types of things if you encourage them up to it way better than if you remind them just how much they suck all the time. Yeah. You know, so anyway, a good Solomon's right. A good word makes him glad mm-hmm. and releases anxiety. Then they're not worried about you coming around a corner. True. I've had relationships like that. There's been times my marriage is like that. It's like I just don't. I've been cleaning something. Like, oh, my wife don't come around a corner. She's gonna say something, and I probably didn't do this right. And I just, you know, you just feel like you're just, ah, oh, man. And so anyway, Solomon's got it. Secular Solomon, uh, slipper ground does not recognize a king. Slipper ground. Sorry, slippery. Slippery ground does not recognize a king. Slippery ground does not recognize a king. Secular Solomon. Dan. Well, I'm going to say that is a secular type of a bit of wisdom. And 
and it just doesn't care if you're a king or a pauper. You're going to it's going to it's going to bring you down. You were going to you, this is banana peel time. Uh, that's right. So it's got to have someone with with uh, monkeys that throw banana peels. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, um, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go. They're going to throw me off on this. I'm going to say Afghanistan. <laughs> Dan's out of practice. <laughs> we, we haven't done the game in a while. <laughs> he just doesn't have the countries at the ready. I can see you spinning a globe in your mind. I am. And it always lands on the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery ground does not recognize a king. Secular Solomon, Mike. That's, that feels like Solomon to me. Mike says, hey, hey, it's not relevant who you are. Everyone, the, the rain falls on the just and unjust alike, and uh, I don't care who you are, you'll slip. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, all right, so first uh, source of contention, the answer is secular, Kenya. Dang it. Secular Kenya. Kenya. See, I already used Kenya. I couldn't use it nope. again. Nope, yeah. nope. I don't think that's a legit rule, Dan. Oh. I think, yeah. And once again, not, <laughs> not a place like that sees a ton of rain. Uh, yeah, again, maybe they just have it on the mind. Yeah. They're thinking about it all the time. All right, secular or Solomon, whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Mike. The heck? Those seem like two different thoughts shoved together. Secular. Mike says secular. Dan, whoever despise... Oh, wait, what country? Who does a lot of sinning? Hold on. <laughs> Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, that's dead on. Mike uh, Mike says Costa Rica. Dan, whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. I think about the only uh, people out there calling people sinners is God, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with secular. I mean, I mean, sinner. I mean... <laughs> Oh boy, it's getting late. Who is that guy? Solomon. Dan's acting like a real Costa Rican over there. I'm going on vacation soon. Solomon. Uh, so if you despise your neighbor, so remember, we we think about the word sinner, like it means missing the mark. So whoever despises his neighbor uh, misses the mark. But the blessed man is he who is generous to the poor, and uh, that is Solomon. Proverbs fourteen twenty one. What if my neighbor is not poor? It seems it's that doesn't sound like two separate thoughts put together. Uh, yeah, I do Most find proverbs are though. Yeah. I do find that the proverbs are not are not always telling like again a direct yin yang. It's just like uh, these are two options in a, in the the wheel of fortune. Yeah, these are two things <laughs> I thought of. <laughs> it could be this or that. And like so, if you took them individually, blessed is he who is generous to the poor, and whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner. You're like, oh, okay. I just don't know why you tied these two cats' tails together. Yeah. That's okay. interesting. But that's what he did. He tied them together, set them on fire, let them run. Secular or Solomon, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Mm. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Secular or Solomon, Mike. First of all, is it is it a, is it a sin? And let's put me at a pastor level. If I decided to start nicknaming somebody old slack hand. No. Because I, I feel like I want to totally call somebody that. Yeah, that's at not work. That's not coarse. Like, oh, look, here come old slack hand. <laughs> he ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's unnecessary. You may be despising your neighbor. That's the problem I'm worried about. <laughs> what if it's a guy I really like and I'm just I'm being in jest? Like, he's obviously not a slack hand. I think it's all right when, it's, when, it's, when you have close relationships, just like I think it's all right to say the random coarse thing to your wife. Sue me. Yeah. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's definitely Solomon. What was the re- what was I don't Solomon? mean like cruelly to your wife. I mean just you would share it with your wife. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's right. that's Solomon. <laughs> okay. Solomon calls people slack hand. <laughs> okay. Dan. A slack I, I, hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Yeah, that's that's a uh, Solomon uh, eighteen two. Okay. Dan says Solomon eighteen two. And the Proverbs. It's not a, there. Okay. There we yeah. go. Proverbs eighteen two. Uh, that's uh, it is Solomon. Proverbs ten four. 
Ten four. It's the old good buddy verse. Yeah. <laughs> Listen here, old slack hand. Okay. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, secular or Solomon, the bear and the bear hunter have different opinions. <laughs> the, the, the bear and the bear hunter have different opinions. Secular or Solomon, damn. That is a secular Canadian proverb. Said it's a problem in Canada. Say Did they just, spell bear differently for the hunter? Uh, or was it no, no? no. <laughs> they're, both, they're both the animal. Yeah. Surprising, it's the bear hunter who's against the socialized medicine in Canada. <laughs> That's where the disagreement comes from. Uh, I'm going secular in Scandinavia. Ooh. Are they still a country? Yeah, yeah. Mike thinks it's it's coming from. Does the, Russia uh, own them yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He thinks it's coming from uh, from uh, no, Northwest, Northwest Europe. Yeah. All right. The bear and the bear hunter have different opinions. Secular or Solomon? The answer is secular Norway. Yeah. I mean, right Norway. next door. Talk to me, friends. Wow. Talk to me. <laughs> Do I know the world or don't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Final last one. Here we go. Secular or Solomon? Hunger is the best sauce. Hunger is the best sauce. This seems like an unhelpful proverb. <laughs> Hopefully it's not the scripture. Secular or Solomon? Mike. Okay, that's Solomon. Solomon, or no, that's secular. <laughs> Solomon, don't talk you about no sauce. <laughs> it's, no. He's got a hold of the dance. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a secular for sure. And uh, Holland. <laughs> Denmark. Hollandaise. Oh, you say Hollandaise. Yeah. That's what you're going. Okay. Denmark. Hey. Okay, uh, slight uh, slight conflux of some of the things we've been talking about. So, like, I, I work in um, um, supplementary insurance business, and like one of the things that we offer is sh- is short term disability products, and unfortunately, uh, the acronym is STD. And so every once in a while, I'll be there, there talking, just flying this term around, and like I will use it in a way totally unintended, uh, and and people will have a guffaw at my expense, and uh, that's unfortunate. I I said, can't we do it like? temporary disability like change it a little bit but i couldn't get anybody to change it no they're stuck with the std acronym yeah we got 300 gonorrhea claims today all right dan hudson uh hunger is the best sauce secular solomon well that is a secular proverb from the people's republic of china okay okay dan says it's chinese they like the sauce they said if you if you are hungry i don't even know what this is supposed to mean Uh uh-uh and they mock people who are dying of starvation. So it took a real turn there, <laughs> is what it did. And they ate their own cat. Um, yeah, hunger is the best sauce. Secular Rome. 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 Yeah, yeah. I, bl- I blame the Pope. He's close to that area. He's supposed to straighten this right out. That's his fault. All right, hey man, you've uh, you were hanging out at uh, what is debatably America's fastest growing internet game show, Secular versus Solomon. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed the game, uh, first of all, if you if you played along at a home game, Mike, uh, if they got uh, how much how many points they get per question that they got right? Seventy two. Seventy two points for every right. How many? What's the deduction if you get it wrong? Well, if you're over the age of forty and live in Pleasantville. You get a positive 10 points for every wrong answer. Okay, okay. Outside of those parameters, it's a negative 43. Oh, man, that's really unfortunate. It seems imbalanced the way that you've set up the scoring I've won. system. I've won again. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's, that's unfortunate. So if you want to text me your score to that live from the Path Complaint line, 515-517-0085, I just want to hear how you did. If you enjoyed the game, 
We do play it every once in a while. Uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash live from the path, uh, just do a search for us. Just just do Solomon, and uh, you'll find some clips from other people we've played Secular versus Solomon with. Now, here's the deal. We've been playing this game for nigh on a decade, and so it becomes more and more difficult to find Proverbs that we haven't done, especially scriptural Proverbs. And so we might be we might be tapping the barrel here. But if you want to brush up on your Proverbs without committing to daily Bible reading, which you shouldn't, but let's just say that's who you are and where you're at, uh, you can check out Secular versus Solomon and see how life runs you. Hmm. All right, here we go, Mike. We need the the world needs some advice. Here, live from the past. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that coming like that. My husband quotes Alex and I are close friends with another couple who live out of state. During a virtual happy hour, our friend quotes Darlene advises that her brother Roy is moving to our area, and she suggested we become friends. She assumed my husband likes Roy. My husband answered honestly and said he doesn't particularly like Roy. <laughs> When Darlene pressed the matter, wanting to know why, Alex again answered honestly. He said he thinks Roy's kind of obnoxious. We have spent time with Darlene's family and generally enjoy them, but we wouldn't seek out a relationship with Roy. It does not mean Alex hates him. When my husband made the comment, she didn't respond or seem upset. I texted her to apologize, and she replied, No need to apologize. I just didn't know Alex didn't like Roy. Two weeks later, she confronted me about it. She said my husband was rude and her brother had done nothing to him to deserve being called obnoxious, hmm. adding that Roy is a great person. We went back and forth, and I gave her a couple of days' break from communication because she was clearly upset. Yeah. We revisited the issue today, and she's still mad. She is not upset with me, though. I suggested she reach out to my husband, but she believes that he should reach out to her. Truthfully, I don't think my husband did anything wrong, although he could have been more diplomatic. What do you think? Uh... Uh, what? <laughs> uh, I think you need to just get out of the middle of it. Yeah, I don't... Hi, you should be friends with this guy. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. But, <laughs> what you... uh, here's the thing. It's like, uh, do I appreciate someone that pumps out insta-honesty? Yeah, I usually do. In these type of situations, though, I feel like someone said, hey, so-and-so is moving to town. You should probably reach out to him. You're like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's how I would answer. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. See what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It sounds like they've met already, though. Yeah, and, and, and Roy's a bit on the... Uh, you don't care for him. He's a stubborn gas side. That's an odd request. Is it? Become friends with, with was it my, the brother, right? Yeah, but and, I mean, like, if let's say my brother was moving to somebody's town that I knew. I'm like, hey, my brother's moving to town. Uh, he don't know anybody. Maybe you guys should hook up and, you know, go out to dinner sometime. Well, yeah, Is that a weird position to put somebody yes. in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't match make friends with yeah. your incoming town brother. Now, if you want to throw a soiree or a shindig and invite the brother and have him help him make friends, that seems all right. But, like, no, I didn't ask to speed date your relatives when they come in to try to move to town. No. Yeah, but they're, they, I mean, they come from the same fold as me and we get along just fine. You should like him. Do I mean, do you think that's what it is? You think she's personally offended because she either likes her she brother likes him. or it's her brother? I mean, that's not my brother's good... coming to town. What do you say? Yeah. What do you say? What do you water. say? Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, she's up to the defense. That's yeah. right. You don't like Roy. You don't like me. We're the same cut. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I would call like a pastor friend and say, "Hey, my brother's moving to town. I hope he'll come. I've told him to come visit your church." Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't say like go call him because that puts him in an awkward right. place. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, maybe she thought there was a, a clear path there because they'd met. But like um, now, do you think she's overselling it just because she doesn't want to with Roy? She's trying to pawn him off on other people. 
Now she's taking it to an extremes, though. Now she's creating rifts in her other relationships just so she can create a rift with Roy. That don't make no sense. Mm. Either she's self-destructive or this is a dumb plan. Now, she could have she played it and said, hey, uh, send me uh, about 100 bucks. I'll take him to a ball game. Yeah. I wonder how many relationship things can be solved with the phrase, either you're self-destructive or this is a dumb plan. <laughs> I feel like that covers a lot of situations. <laughs> Here's what I know. I mean, like, I, you, you got to realize you, you did put somebody on the spot. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, she did press further. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you should be friends with Roy. Well, I don't know. I See, I wouldn't have never answered this way. I, I, I think I would have gone way, way more polite than that. Like, well, we'll see. I guess we'll see when he gets into well, town. It, well, can I tell him to call you? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and then I would have just, I, I, I would have not had time. Because I don't have time for friends right now. Yeah, I don't understand this obfuscation you're putting on, Mike. I, I'm just telling you what I would have done. I'm not saying whether it's the gospel. I'm just saying it's what I would have done. <laughs> I would. I say maybe to all kinds of stuff. I know the answer is no. Ask my kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can I have ice cream? Maybe. Ah, <laughs> that's no. <laughs> gonna do that. Kids hate when I do why, that. Why do we do that? I, I did that too. <laughs> and, they, and they know they're, they're smart. Yeah, they're not dumb. <laughs> it's like just say no. It's like ah, but then I don't have to fight it. Yeah, I don't have to. I kind of want ice cream too. It's like, maybe. No, I said maybe. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll have that when you go to bed. <laughs> There's only okay. enough left for me. Thank you. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> okay, so what's the, what's the advice here? Well, like, what was the question? To, am I overreacting? Uh, or should I? I don't I think do? my husband did anything wrong, uh, although he could have been more diplomatic. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I okay, think- well, now hold on. You stop right there. Haas, uh-huh. you tell me that you don't like my maybe answer. What, how's, what's the more diplomatic way? Um, oh yeah, the chair don't seem so high now, does it? <laughs> Old bike and his crappy maybes over here. Man of the people got nothing to say. <laughs> I just, I, I, let's see. So Here's like, how I would handle it. Not the way you would. <laughs> I think jerk. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's I, right. I, I don't know. I came in say. with a solid answer. I'm batting 350 solid, and you're swinging for the fences. Tell me I'm, I'm in Buntsville. <laughs> this is a bunch of crap. Maybe is the right answer. I don't know. Uh, it's, wait, okay, so is is your your position is don't don't say the don't say, don't tell the truth. It's not that it's not the untruth. Maybe I will get along with him. Maybe he calls and I happen to have an extra, and I'll be like, oh, I'll fall on the sword and go have lunch with the guy, and we hit it off in a different area. Maybe it's the right answer. I can't read the future. Maybe, maybe we're gonna get maybe we're gonna get along. Hey, will, will you give the eulogy at my husband's funeral? I can't read the future. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's the way I would answer. We'll see how the day rolls. You know, yeah. especially for something not not tomorrow. If it ain't tomorrow, my answer is maybe. <laughs> okay, I got it. Um, yeah, I okay. So here's here's what I would say. I think I think your your, your husband is. You can't answer that way, and this woman should not be so offended about it. Yeah. Like he has a right to say no, uh, and I think the, the lady needs to not be so invested. I think as a friend, you can tell her that if she's not going to take that in, I think you're just going to have to give her time to cool down. And if she wants to deal with your husband about it, then she should. Um, and I, now if, she's mad because the husband won't call and discuss it. He's not good. I mean, I don't. He can do it. He already said his piece, really. Yeah, it's like what 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 else do you want from me? I he mean, don't want to talk to your brother, Chef Roy R D. Yeah, <laughs> he don't want him in his life. <laughs> yeah, you don't really. Like it's not like I call random people I've had discussions with and go, hey, I was thinking, 
Were you offended by what I might have said? And so I would just thought maybe I'd offer my apologies or clarifications. Like if I said the thing I intended to say, unless they mentioned it to me, I don't just randomly solicit whether there was a problem. That would be weird. I mean, although she's like, oh, like expects that the wife is going to pass it on. But here's the thing. I'm okay with the wife going, no, I'm not. I don't pass notes in class, even to my husband. Like if you want to ask him about it, do that. But like, I'm not going to, I don't need to get in the middle of this. Yeah. I always told my wife when the kids were younger to never ask questions you don't want to have the answer to. And she asked the question she didn't like the answer. It's like, well, don't ask that question. Well, yeah, why would you answer that? Let nature take it, you know, let let him, (laughs) you know, just say, hey, my brother's moving to town. Here's his number if if you're interested. Yeah, there you go. And he can do what he wants with it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I've had that come up recently where it's like, you know, you can't ask a question where someone where like there's one there's not a, a viable right answer yeah like there's yeah. no chance to get it right or like if you frame it as an opinion but you only accept if they answer your way that's yeah. not fair right like you can't do that that's a, you're 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 inviting a fight you're you setting them up for anger yeah yeah, yeah like, that's right um, yep don't maybe. go around throwing uh throwing smoke bombs around there's no reason for it maybe okay now stop that all right secular says okay your husband was honest about his feelings but he should have been more tactful than to accuse Darlene's brother of being, quotes, obnoxious. Like Still, not a solution. Boy, Ben and Secular are just in the same boat. I hate everybody else's ideas. I got none of my I, own. I might have said, what if, like, I don't know if you had to call him obnoxious. I might say, you know, we didn't really we didn't really get along the last time we got together. Yeah, I should give it another shot. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not so sure I'm interested in that. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> to, just too much coarse joking. Okay. I can't handle it. Yeah, that, yeah. that's right. I'll have to get. I have to step down. He he, yeah. mis, he mistook my long flowing locks for feminine and told me coarse jokes. Yeah. At the end of the day, someone's going to end up at a maybe here. <laughs> uh, Segler continues. If you and your husband value the relationship you have with her and her husband, then he should reach out to her and apologize for his lack of tact. However, neither of you should allow yourself to be guilted into interacting with Roy against your better judgment. He's that's right. At the end of the day, no one wants to hang out with Roy. <laughs> That's the role of it. That's the end of it. That's right. Roy smokes in the park by himself. That's what Roy does. <laughs> okay, ready? Last one? Now, hold on. What, what, just oh. one final question. I don't think the man has to make the call and apologize. But, like, is there, a, is there a swallow your pride thing here where, like, you know you didn't have to, but if you did, it would smooth things out? Is it a thing where you just do it? Like, because it seems the principle of the matter is that he shouldn't have to. But, like, if you knew or felt that otherwise would make things better, couldn't you do it anyway? Maybe you do it with a couple, maybe three or four people, and maybe one of those connections will work. So mm. you're helping. Yeah. You're 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 being proactive, and maybe maybe my friend Butch likes him better. And they'll just say, hey, yeah, let's do something tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Butch and Roy, that sounds like a group of fellas. I think it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a band. So, like, I, I you know, I, I would say... Maybe, maybe because we are because Jesus says, "Look, we we make peace. We don't just accept it when it comes. Blessed are the peacemakers." That you call this woman and go, "Hey, look, I didn't mean to be offensive to your brother. Like, I what I said was true, um, but I mean, you never know. And so, you know, if it would help, maybe we could arrange some time where we can all get together and Roy can be there. I'll invite some other people over, so he's got a chance to maybe make some friends around here. How does that sound?" Let's make let's put some effort into making peace as opposed to just waiting for it to show up. I think maybe I'm going to change my advice and say I don't think you have to call on principle, but like, let's not hold principle. Go out there and make some peace. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Last one. Yep. You're alive from the path. Whenever I'm out early for a medical or dental appointment, early church services, whatever, 
I usually stop at a fast food drive-thru and bring home breakfast. Yeah. My neighbor is a single mom who works at home due to the pandemic, and I buy something for her and her son and leave it on her porch. I remember times when I was still working and a co-worker would bring in breakfast treats and how much I enjoyed them. My wife has told me to stop because she says my neighbor will think, quotes, I'm a dirty old man. <laughs> my neighbor and I hardly ever except say hello, and I never give her another thought. What do you think? I, I mean, are you otherwise giving off a perv vibe? Like, do you drive slowly by the house and leer in the windows? Just stare out the window, give your house into theirs. Play with your suspenders while messing with the door lock? Like, I don't know what the... Twisting your mustache. <laughs> so, I mean... I... It, either your wife knows something that we don't, yeah, or she's wildly overreacting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... He, I, there's all kinds of things that can weird people out. There's things you can do that are totally innocent that, like, will cause other some somebody to be weirded out about it. Like, this seems real innocuous. I mean, as long as you're not w- leaving weird notes, I, I'm, you know, maybe it's worth saying something every once in a while. Like, hey, just thought I'd do something nice. Hope you guys have a blessed yeah. day or something. I don't know, whatever. Something so that it, it doesn't give a creepy vibe because there's nothing being spoken. Yeah. I mean, the, the wife could go to the neighbor's house and say, hey, I hope you appreciate my husband dropping off breakfast. Yeah. He thought he, he, he just thought it was so cool when people brought him stuff when he was working. And yeah. I mean, he's thinking, uh, you know, and she, yeah. she, she could give the my husband's not being creepy. Yeah. Him, or even know? ask and say, you know, he just really loves to do it. I don't know, you know, if yeah. you guys are watching what you are eat you or anything. It? Right. Should we, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't I don't want to tell him up. Is yeah. it being weird? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, whatever. I think it's I think it's all right to have a hushed conversation to work this out lady to lady if he's being awkward in some way where he just has no idea and thinks yeah. he's just being he's blessing the pants off of people. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm all kinds of awkward all the time and that I don't have any idea. Right. My wife my wife wouldn't recognize that kind of stuff. I've I've actually always been cautious about that and probably on like wrongly so about like, hey, does it seem presumptuous to show up with something at somebody's house? Yeah. Hey, I think you have a need. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody probably cares, right? But like I, I get self conscious about it, and I always kind of regret that I'm not as bold as I probably could be. Like, what's the worst that someone's gonna do? Thanks for buying like baking a lasagna and bring it over. I hate you. I hate your family. You've like, never what? once brought me potato salad. <laughs> I have not. I've, I'm just saying. I've noticed. No, that's yeah. okay. Well, shoot, you're right. Maybe the reverse is happening. Yeah, I think I, I think I would if the wife is worried about it. My recommendation is is for the wife to just go have a quick chat. And there's I, there's all kinds of auspices of which you could fire this conversation up and just check it out yeah. otherwise let the man let the man go about it yeah yeah this this, this feels weird yeah secular says when you pick up those breakfasts do you bring something home for your wife as well if the answer is no your wife may be insecure about the attention you are paying to this neighbor well you created a problem that didn't exist secular she didn't say anything about that anyway from my perspective what you've been doing is a kindness done Yep, I agree. I'm okay, so you're okay. <laughs> All right, hey, you've been listening to Live from the Path. Maybe you have a burning question. There's a, a problem in, in life, and you just can't. It's a Rubik's Cube, an emotional zen tangle, and you don't know what to do about it. Well, we're here to help. You can get a hold of Live from the Path. Use the Live from the Path Bob Eisenhower complaint line, 515-517-0085. We will untwist those knots, set that rope right, and set you on your way into the horizon. I'm just letting it all soak in. You're welcome. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, get a hold of us if you want to on the line. Hey, I do. We really do. Thanks. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we appreciate um, when you guys use the complaint line, even if it's not a complaint, even if you're saying weird things like, hey, guys, I appreciate the show. 
uh, it's encouraging to us. So anyway, thanks for hanging out. Uh, we do appreciate it. We will hope to be back with you in the weeks to come. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to...